Welcome to the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast. I am your host, Chris Schmedeke, and today we are brought to you by Applewood Plumbing, Heating, and Electric. They have been serving Denver residents for 50 years. They are the proud sponsor of this podcast and also the proud sponsor of the Colorado Avalanche, which we are talking about today with Kyle Fredrickson live from DIA. Kyle, how are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the ground in a, in a public hallway here, but I think it's a, a nice quiet spot to, to talk abs before I hop on a, a flight to Boston here not too long. Yeah, we'll touch on the road trip a little bit here in a couple of minutes. But first, let's touch on, of course, the big news of uh, this week was Val Nachushkin entering the treatment program, the NHL's treatment program. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere, Kyle. I guess that's just where I'll start. Yeah, you know, I, I think on a, on a human level, uh, lots of empathy for Val based on his statement. He's been dealing with something that's been going on for, for quite some time. And, and I think that's my biggest takeaway from from at least what we know publicly, of course, Val is a very private figure. Um, but he said, you know, once and for all, I want to stop these problems that could have a negative impact on my life. And, and that's paraphrasing. Um, but that shows a lot of maturity from a guy who clearly, you know, nine months ago in Seattle went through something that is linked to, to what we're seeing here today. Right. I don't I don't think that that's too big of a, a an assumption to make yeah. just based on how the team handled it, based on the incident report from Seattle police. Um, Val has some issues here that he really is going to have to probably dig into uh, and figure them out. But on the same kind of topic, it's very surprising, right? Just because Val has been arguably one of the Avalanche's best players this year. You know, Jared Bednar was just lobbying for him to be included in the All-Star game. You know, we recently talked about that on, on this podcast. So uh, it is unfortunate for the Avs because he's been so good for them. But it also is unfortunate because it felt like he was in a great place with the team. But clearly it, it shows you that, you know, people can have personal demons and still be very successful in, the, in their professional lives. And, um, you know, I think I, Val does deserve, uh, you know, a lot of respect for the way uh, that he's handling this and also doing it publicly. Right. Like we're not sitting here guessing, yeah. uh, you know, what's happening to Val. The, the team and the league both came out and, and made a statement and, and that's how it should be. So this is a little different. Of course, Sam Gerrard did the same thing earlier this season, but he was gone from the team a little bit before, right? Yeah, there was a lead up to that. You're talking about Gerrard, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They, there was just a little different to, this time. Right. It is a little different. You know, I guess they did say that in Toronto, Val didn't play. And Bednar said it was because of illness. Um, mm -hmm. So take that, you know, for what it is. It's, you know, the team was on the road. So you wonder... Did something happen on this road trip again that made the team say, hey, uh, something, you know, needs to change? Um, hopefully it was Val is maybe the one who initiated it. But I do think that Gerard is sort of a nice barometer here for for what could be for Nachushkin. I think um, it was just under a month's time that Gerard spent away from the team when he went into the program uh, and he came back. So that's assuming that, you know, the, the avalanche. Uh, a best case scenario is sometime in mid-February that, that he's back with the team. Um, but if this is a recurring problem for Nijushkin, maybe it takes longer. Um, it is really hard to say, but, you know, it, it is interesting as well, because just recently we talked to Jared Bednard about Val, uh, about how well he was playing, about his role on the team. Um, and Jared sort of spoke about Val's situation in comparisons to Gerard, not directly, but sort of in the same vein. You know, he said, you know, it was – with Val, it was just like Sam, you know, we welcomed him back to the team when he was ready to be here. 
And I, that's probably going to be the same thing, right? I don't think there's any real discipline that's being handed out by the Avs in this situation. Um, this is just a guy that clearly has some issues um, despite how well he's been playing. I mean, 13 power play goals this year, and that's second in, in the entire NHL. He's, he's basically just posted up in the net front and no one can stop him. So the Avs are, are just going to miss the heck out of what he brings to this team. I, you know, I, the next thing I want to ask you is really it's more of like a statement, but kudos to the NHL for giving these guys a chance to enter these programs. Yeah, I say that as well. And, you know, I, I am trying to look into a little bit more about substance abuse in the NHL as a possible story project. Just, you know, the Avs have had two guys go into the treatment program so far. And, you know, back in the late 90s, the NHL started this program because before that, it was really up to, like, to the discretion of the commissioner in terms yeah. of what happened to these guys. Right. And a lot of times it was, they're not giving them help. They're giving them discipline, right? You're like, you're, you're, you're getting a suspension, but they're not actually actively helping you get better. So there is some credit that is due to the league in terms of handling it. You know, in this situation, it still feels very private, right? Like there's yeah. no real details about it. Sam Gerard came out and said, Hey, you know, I have, uh, you know, anxiety issues that led to, abuse of alcohol, you know, and, and that's good. I think to, to let fans know exactly what's wrong, but at the same token, I don't think we're owed a real explanation from Val at this point, no. um, based on the fact that he's not willing to be public about it, maybe speaks to just the, the severity of it. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I do think there is a possibility though, that Val's gone for an extended time and it has an impact on this team and it's, it's playoff seating. I, you know, his, his impact on the ice is that big. So how much are the avalanche involved in this? So they kind of just, they just kind of wait and see, or how does it all work? So with the NHLPA's program, uh, I do believe that Jared Bednar told us that he had hoped to speak to Sam Gerard while he was gone from the team, but that, didn't end up happening. He did say that members of the Avalanche's medical staff were in contact with him. So I think there is some communication back and forth, but for the most part, it's the NHL just facilitating some sort of rehab or some sort of recovery, right? I think it's, it's not a one size fits all thing for players. They figure out what they need and they essentially are the, the bridge to getting them that help. Um, and in terms of coming back under the ice, there's, there's a checklist that has to be met in terms of, you know, what these guys are, you know, agreeing to once they go into this program, and then if they're able to achieve that. So um, hard to say what that looks like with Val. Uh, while he's gone, we'll ask for regular updates from the team. Um, but my guess is that we'll learn as soon as everyone else, you know, due to, uh, uh, you know, a, a press release or, or something put out on, on Twitter, that seems to be how the team prefers to, uh, to release its news nowadays. Well, Coach Bednar, I heard him on the radio this morning. I don't know if you heard his interview as well, but he pretty much said, like, there's really no time frame for these things. It's just like when Val and the league and the team are comfortable, he can come back to the team. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's probably the best way to handle this, right? That that takes the pressure off of Val to feel like he has to be ready at, at any certain time, right? It's almost like, uh, you know, Bo Byram, when he went through his concussion thing a few years ago, um, you know, you're not going to tell that guy, Hey, you got to be back at this certain point. And, and he missed almost like think half the season that year. 
So you give a guy as much time as he needs for the abs. It's, it's sooner, the better. Um, you know, I think they, they really like how some of the new guys were going. Ross Colton has, has moved up to the second line center and, and has been performing really well with a variety of wingers. So uh, it will be interesting to see how that shakes out. Cause yeah, we, we don't know how long it's going to be. All right. So let's flip to the actual play on the ice now. Um, yeah. On a, as on a long road trip, uh, they are two and one with wins in Toronto and at Ottawa last night in a crazy seven to four game. Um, you know, you, you haven't been on this trip, but what have you seen from the Avs in these first three games? Yeah, you know, there is something about this team that reminds me of the cup winning team. And that's sort of even if they're down three goals in a game, yeah. the Avs are never really out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're watching that game last night. They're down four two in the middle of the game. The Ottawa's get Ottawa Senators get two quick goals at home. The momentum's gone. There's no Val. But even then, you're like, no, I, I think the abs are, are probably still in this. And then they just explode, right? You, you get goals from Jason Poland. Uh, he's a rookie, you know, playing in his second NHL game. Sam Malinsky scores two goals. One of them gets wiped off the board after a challenge. Uh, but he's creating shots from the point like Kale McCarr. Uh, and it's really impressing me to the point where I think Malinsky is forcing his way into the lineup on a regular basis. And then the stars are stars, right? I mean, Nathan McKinnon. I think he only had two points last night, but he didn't have to, to be anything incredible, right? He right. set up his teammates for a couple goals. Miko Rantanen scores a couple times. Expect him to, I think, to really take over some of that scoring responsibility like we did a year ago with Val out of the lineup. Um, I think there's another level to Miko we haven't seen this year just because he's playing more of a team game. I'd like to see him take over and, and be a guy that we say is, oh, how did he not be in the all-star game, you know, yeah. to, to play at that level? So I, there's a lot of things that this team is doing well, but there's also those those moments where they do get down big. They get down three goals right away and have to climb their way out in, in Dallas the other night. You know, they got to do that again uh, on this road trip. And, and you know, that, that Canadians game, you know, the Avs are, are a better team than the Canadians. You know, that's a rebuilding team. They won't be in the playoffs. But it's, it's tough to maintain that level of excellence, especially when you don't have Val in the lineup. And that Canadians game, the abs lost after a, a, a gritty play at the net front where Sam Gerard got beat to a puck and the abs looked a little bit lost, right? It's late in the game. You got to fatigue. You got to be stronger than that. You need that Nachushkin in there. Who's going to disrupt things. So I'll be curious to see if, if, if that changes for this team, if that impacts their ability to win close games, but you know, here they are still, I think, you know, second in the central within striking distance of Winnipeg. So no real concerns, but you know, it's not a perfect product but they're a team that is never out of it. And, you know, when you get to playoff time, if that's still true, I think it's a team you have to watch out for. And Vegas loves these guys. They're, they're still the favorite. Yep. Um, you know, Paul Klee emailed me, um, our columnist, after the game uh, last night, and he said, do you see these odds? Now it makes sense. You know, he's just watching that comeback. Yeah. Because the abs are, are, are really kind of, you know, big favorites to win the title right now in consideration. A, a lot of, you know, teams right behind them. But there are a lot of folks who see what they're doing night after night and think, yeah, I, I think the Avs could do it this year. They're, they need Shushkin back, but we have seen flashes where I do think that's true. But it's a lot, it's a lot to maintain over the course of a long postseason. Well, tomorrow they're playing one of those teams that's contending for the Cup with them in the Boston Bruins. Uh, Avs beat them in a shootout over Ball Arena just about a month, uh, two weeks ago, looking at the schedule mm -hmm. about. Um, this is going to be a tall task for the Avs. There's no other way to put it. It is. It is. It's a it's a tough building to play again, play in. It's a really well coached team. Jim Montgomery won the, the Jack Adams Award. Of course, we know him from his, his DU days. 
Um, a lot of star power and guys were very physical on the four check. They're going to make it tough for the abs to even have possession of the puck um, at times. Uh, but you said it, the abs, you know, this is a team that beat the Bruins not that long ago. So uh, we'll see, you know, the, the absence of Natushkin might hurt, but it's curious to me too, you know, there's a, there's several guys in this roster with Massachusetts, Boston ties. So a lot of guys are going to be excited to be in that building. Miles Wood, you know, he came back uh, from an illness that took him out for almost an entire week. He scored a goal in the win against the Senators the other night. Sam Malinsky, he's another Massachusetts guy. So, um, you know, you, you wonder if that influences the game at all with, with some of those guys being pumped to be in that building. But I'm just excited because I'd like to see this as a playoff series, right? And that right. was, I think, one of my big reactions after watching that shootout is, man, give me, give me seven games of this because these are two teams that have really elite top-level talent. Um, you know, maybe there's some depth, depth questions on each of their squads. Um, but, you know, when we look at the, the standings at the end of the year, they're going to be, you know, within two or three spots of each other uh, for the teams with the best record, if you ask me. So should be a lot of fun. All right, before we go, uh, two more abs made the all-star team. Uh, Kale McCarr, which is no shock. I was a little surprised by Alexander Gorgiev getting in. I mean, he's been their rock in net, but he's definitely been – I mean, his goals against aren't great, I guess, or his save percentage. But still, I mean, he he's a rock for the abs. Yeah, it is it is curious. I was a little surprised. You know, like we got an email from the NHL, like on the early returns that – Georgiev was like top four for the goaltenders. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to last. But I think, you know, you lead the league in wins, which he does. You have the name recognition now of playing on a, a real contender. People, you know, Gorgiev isn't an unknown anymore. Um, and there are nights where he legitimately looks like an all-star, but it hasn't been consistent, right? And, and the goals against average and the save percentage, they're not really as elite as you would expect from a guy you know, who, who leads the league and, and wins. So um, I do give Georgiev a lot of credit. He, he owns his role as a starter. He's a real confident guy. He's been emotional in that lately. He broke his stick. Yeah. Uh, you know, he slapped it on the boards before. He sort of owned up to it and was like, hey, I, I got to get better at that. So he's a guy who's, who's willing to learn and to grow. Um, and I'll be writing a feature on him in, in the next couple of weeks here as we approach that all-star game that, that digs into what makes him a, an interesting guy. His goalies are always kind of wacky. You know, they're, they're by themselves at practice. It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of talking to yourself during a game. Um, so it, it, it's to peel back that curtain a little bit, I think will be fun. And, and Georgiev, you know, for what it's worth, um, this is what he wants, right? He wants to be a starter. He wants to be an all-star. You know, he just strikes me as a guy who takes a lot of pride in, and having this name recognition now. So, um, you know, the abs have leading on him more than any team have in the entire league. You know, he, is, he leads the league in starts. So that says something, right? There's a lot of trust there. Um, the avalanche missed Pavel Francois like something yeah. crazy. That's the other opposite. You know, I, I, it seems like I'm saying that to people on press row every other night when it's a, a tough Georgiev start or in Krosvatev is, is just have, hasn't looked like a true NHLer quite yet. So, um, you know, maybe Justice Andonen will help relieve pressure. He wasn't phenomenal last night in his first start coming back from the Eagles in a while. But the Avs have options. Uh, but Georgiev clearly is the best one. And, um, you know, kudos to him for for really em embracing that workload and and wanting to be that guy because, uh, you know, not everyone's built like that. No, and, and I know I remember when you uh, did the feature on him last year that he's a very confident fella as well. Oh yeah, no, he wants this chance. He thought he was better than Shesterkin. Yeah, he was with the Rangers, and maybe he is. You know, maybe, Shesterkin sort of 
he, he's sort of fallen a little bit from that pedestal from from when Georgiev was his backup. So yeah, I, you love that in a guy, but you do sort of hope that he calms down on on some of the yeah. the emotion in that. The other team sees that and and kind of smells blood, I think sometimes. And if you can get in that opposing goaltender's head, you know it's never a good thing, and you you don't want that goaltender to be on your team. Right. Well, you know, the Avs are right there. You, you mentioned that. You know, they're, they're a point behind Winnipeg. Um, the, the, the top points in the NHL is 62. I mean, it's a pretty, you know, they could be the top seed in the West without a problem. Yeah, they can. And, and you know, I've been, you know, talking smack about their lack of depth for a while in the podcast, but I give them credit, man. I mentioned them really earlier in this chat, but Jason Poland is a college free agent right. captain who, who comes in and, and could establish a fourth line role. Sam Malinsky could, could, you know, easily to me replace Bowen Byram as a second pair defenseman. He brings a lot of the same skills that Byram brings in terms of his skating and, and setting up shots and, and creating offense. And who knows, you know, with, with, with the abs need at forward before the trade market, uh, the, the trade deadline gets here. Uh, I could see Byron being a trade piece to try to bring in a Sean Monahan or a, a Lindstrom uh, out of Calgary to try to get that second line center. So, uh, you know, kudos to the abs for, for bringing some of these guys up from the Eagles and for them looking like they're legit players, you know, Oscar Olison, I think could be another player that'd be great if a first round draft pick could develop and be ready to, to join this team now. Right. Without, uh, you know, Val in the lineup, they need another warm body, and then Olison should have that elite level skill. So I'm intrigued to see what happens over the course of the next couple of months. But certainly the Abs are a playoff team. I think in the contention for a number one overall seed still. Um, a lot of that's going to depend on the timing of of when Val gets here. Yep. All right, Cal. Thanks for coming on. Uh, and you know, enjoy your trip to Boston. I'll be interested to see yes. what uh, you get a chance to talk to Jim Montgomery and see. Uh, you know, yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, I'm doing a big Jim Montgomery feature for Sunday, so don't want to spoil too much of it. Uh, but look on, be on the lookout for that. It's uh, he's got some really strong DU ties, and uh, they're 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 special to this day, even though he's you know obviously now one of the NHL's best coaches. All right, uh, like I said, uh, thanks for coming on, Kyle. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, and make sure to check out all of Kyle's coverage on DenverGazette.com. And Kyle, once again, safe travels, and we'll talk to you again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.